it is detrimental. Not only is it useless, not only is it not a science, not only is it bullshit, it actually makes people worse. The worst thing you can do if you have a problem is sit and fucking talk about it all day. People say you shouldn't bury your problems because if you repress them, that's bullshit. Welcome back to the best, most underrated, undersubscribed to YouTube channel on the internet. Take speech. I'm here with my coffee, chilling. And today we're going to talk about therapy. Because I have a gripe with therapy. And if you've been watching my channel for long enough, you know that I have a gripe with many things. And I'm always right. I'm eternally correct. If I have a gripe with something, then that something is in trouble. Because my logic is infallible. And I have a genuine problem with therapy as a whole. So let's start from the beginning. What is therapy? Well, therapy is the idea that you need to go through life crying about the bad things that have happened to you, to some other mortal being as if they are God, and that somehow that makes things better. You need to go to some other normal human with their own problems, who's no better than you, and sit there and go, oh, this happened, that happened, and sit there and bitch about it, and that somehow this inaction is going to improve your life. This Tate speech is going to have a lot of different elements to it because my problems with therapy are varied. But one of my largest problems with therapy is that it's an antithesis to my worldview. And my worldview is that action always wins. Momentum, speed, power, forward, forward, forward. Anyone who's done business with me knows the first thing I say is, okay, good idea. How quickly is it done? The sooner it's done, the sooner it makes money. If it takes two days instead of one day, that's one extra day we've lost we can never make money during. You want to be a millionaire, do things quickly. Action wins. Therapy is not action. Therapy is sitting and crying and complaining. Talk is not action. A fucking chit-chat isn't action. Is it, G? No. G knows. Action is doing something. If you feel depressed, G, you're going to spill my fucking coffee and you're ruining my tape speech. Piss off. If you feel depressed, you go to the gym. You do something. You don't sit and cry about it. Well, I feel depressed. Let's go sit and have a talk. Words don't count as action, not in the harsh realm of reality. So that's one of the first problems I have with therapy. The second problem I have with therapy is therapists don't want you to get better. Therapists want little piles of goo they can poke at, little weak individuals they can just poke at and ask stupid questions to. We're going to pay an hourly rate forever. It's not in their business model to improve your life doesn't make any sense. They just want to sit there and let you just talk shit as long as it takes. What's crazy about this is, how can you go and sit in front of a therapist and not, and not cross your mind that this, this therapist has a bullshit life anyway? All these therapists are getting divorces and cheating on their fucking wives and are just as depressed as you. So why the fuck do you think they know anything? If therapists understand psychology so well, why are they not all living these perfect ideal lives? Well, they're not because they don't know shit. And I say this to therapists, and we're going to get on to my story about therapists. When I said this to therapists, they go, oh, we don't claim to be perfect. Well, if you don't claim to be perfect, then what you know doesn't mean shit. If you're telling me that your own knowledge cannot be applied to yourself to provide yourself with a perfect life, then you cannot provide anyone else with a perfect life. Therefore, who gives a fuck what you think? You're an idiot. The idea that therapy is somehow necessary or mandatory is, a, is a just new age Western garbage. I actually watched a really interesting documentary about a girl in the 1970s who was in a plane crash in Brazil, I think it was, somewhere in South America. And the plane crashed, and everyone died except for her. And when she woke up, the plane crashed, she was knocked out. She woke up, still in the seat, next to her decapitated mother. 
and dead bodies all around her. She got up, she foraged for food, she had some cuts and bruises, one of them got an infection. For four days she was surviving the jungle before she was succumbing to the fever she had from the infection. She laid down ready to die and got found by some local people which nursed her back to health. She ended up going back to Germany. She was a German girl. And they said, well, what happened afterwards? She goes, well, I went to Germany and my dad uh, obviously thought I was dead, but I wasn't. So uh, he told me to get a job and I got a job and uh, that's it. Carried on with life. And literally they ask her, well, didn't you, do th- didn't you go to therapy? She saw her decapitated mother next to her after a fucking plane crash. And her reply was, no, in those days we didn't do therapy. She just carried on with life. Now you're telling me that she can carry on with life and get on with things after seeing her decapitated mother after fucking nearly dying from some jungle fever bullshit. But you need therapy because people say mean words to you on the fucking internet. You're a pussy. The thing with all this new age shit is that some things should be universal across the human condition. If therapy was so necessary, it would have been necessary forever. The fact that it wasn't necessary before and is now necessary means it's new think, new age, and you've been conditioned to believe that you need it. People survived without it for a very, very long time. Therapy is not necessary. That bitch from Germany in the plane has been through more shit than you will ever go through, more shit than I've ever been through. And she didn't need fucking therapy, so why do you need therapy? Because you're a pussy. Now, I've actually sat across from therapists three distinct times. Three individual times I have been forced to attend some psychoanalyst bullshit. I'm going to tell you what happened. So for these three times I had to see a psychoanalyst were all for TV shows. I've been on a, a variety of reality TV shows. Genuinely eight they of you. Sneak. Genuinely eight of you are, are the piss taken. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm telling you what I've seen. From what I've seen, eight of you. Snakes. Snakes, you know, snakes. Uh, not arguing with someone to their face and slagging them off to the diary. Don't snakes oh yeah well be respectful you you come into here you came into here and we called eight of us snakes yeah of course and they make you go and see a psychologist to ensure you're not going to kill anyone else or kill yourself or anything weird when you're on tv so i'm sitting in front of this psychologist i sit down he goes oh hi what's your name i'm talking to him we're having a little bit of a chit chat and then i said to him he asked me oh why'd you become a kickboxer thinks he's fucking smart mr fucking pen and paper why'd you become a kickboxer Violent tendencies, uh, mas- he likes to f- appear masculine. Fuck knows what he was writing down. Some gay, stupid shit. Because you know these people are fucking idiots. Why'd you become a kickboxer? I said, why'd you become a therapist? He goes, well, I really found it interesting. I said, yeah, but it's not a science, is it? And he goes, well, why do you say that? I said, well, one plus one is always two. But with an alcoholic, you can have a person whose father was an alcoholic, so they're an alcoholic. You can have a person whose father was an alcoholic, so they don't drink alcohol at all. People can be in the same situation, have very different outcomes depending on who they are as an individual. So it's not a science because it's not exact. The whole point of a science is that you can predict the future. For something to be science, for something to be exact, you have to be able to predict the future with it. One plus one is two, which means if I take one and one and put them together again, it will be two again in the future. This is how we can put rockets into space because we can predict, we can see where the planet's gonna be. We know where to put the satellites. We can work things out. You can predict the future with a science. You can't predict the future of psychology. You can't sit there and psychoanalyze someone and tell me what I'm going to do. You can't stop me throwing this cup of coffee in your face. You can't stop me doing shit. You don't know anything. So it's not a science. And he sat there and he thought, hmm, this motherfucker's smarter than I expected. And he waited for a few seconds. He goes, oh, well, it's not exact, but you know, there are, there are some very general rules. 
And that was his answer. Now, psychologists do this a lot, psychologists, therapists, etc. They give stupid-ass answers. And because 99% of people are stupid, they get away with it. There's some general rules. I said, oh, there's some general rules. Then why are we speaking, friend? Because I'm not a general individual. General rules, by your own description, general rule means it must apply to people in general. It must apply to the masses. It must apply to normal people. It's the average of the bell curve. I'm an exceptional individual. I'm a four-time kickboxing world champion with a genius IQ. I've made more money than you will ever make. I've done things you could never do. I'm smarter than you are. So why are you talking to me? All of your general rules do not apply to exceptional people. Otherwise, they'd be rules for the exceptions. You just said general rules. You have just admitted you are not qualified to interview me. Is it true or false? True or fucking false? He just admitted general rules for general idiots. You're clearly above everyone, Andrew Tate. You're the Lord of Earth. So I don't know shit about you. So he sits there with his pen, doesn't know what to say because I'm correct, and just starts writing things down. So he's writing things down, and eventually I got tired of writing things down, so I stood up, just stood up really quick. And as I stood up, he shat himself and dropped his pen. I stood up, and he went, and dropped his pen. This is the, these, these are your masters. These are the therapists you worship. These are your lords. When I stand up, he shits himself. Don't hurt me like a fucking pussy. Therapist. I just looked at him. He had genuine shame in his eyes. He knew he fucked up. Him and I know. I guarantee I changed the trajectory of his career for the rest of his life. He will never forget the day he met Andrew Tate. Not only did he get out-argued, not only did he get embarrassed, but he felt shame when he dropped his pen. And I said, his pen was on the floor. I said, you dropped your pen. And I walked out the room. He didn't call me back. He didn't want to see me again. I never saw that report. I don't know what he wrote down. And I'm sure he made up a whole bunch of shit. Oh, aggressive, oh, this, oh, that. Trying to like make himself feel better by writing bad things on the piece of paper. But the reality is he could not defend his own profession. And in the harsh reality of the world, he shat himself. Now, why did he shit himself? I'll tell you why. Because when I said at the beginning of this video, action versus inaction. Therapists live in a world of inaction. To sit and chit-chat and talk and discuss. Maybe, hmm, tell me when you were 12, when you, that time you had that orange juice. Uh, like, who gives a shit? I live in a world of action. And you know what action is? Physical force. He was afraid that I was going to attack him. Now, I'm not a violent man. But because I embarrassed him, because I destroyed his worldview so brutally, he was left in a, a state of childlike fear. He was left in a state where he was sitting there feeling vulnerable. So when I stood up and he saw my pure physical prowess, he shat himself. A vulnerable man in a vulnerable state with supreme force moving quickly in front of him. Of course he dropped his pen. What else is he going to do? Action. Me standing up is real action. Me whooping someone's ass is real action. Sitting there having a chit-chat and writing things down is inaction. Therapists live in a world of inaction. I live in a world of action. And as I said at the beginning, action always trumps inaction. My final point on therapy is as follows. It is detrimental. Not only is it useless, not only is it not a science, not only is it bullshit, it actually makes people worse. The worst thing you can do if you have a problem is sit and fucking talk about it all day. People say you shouldn't bury your problems because if you repress them, that's bullshit. World War II, how many people died? Did everyone sit around and fucking go, oh, we don't have time to rebuild all the cities and, and create the NHS. We need to sit and fucking talk about all the bad things that's happened. Every single person has a horror story from Russia to Germany through France, England, America, the Japanese, the Philippines. Everyone has something bad to say. So let's somehow clone the entire population of Earth so we have enough fucking therapists and sit there and talk all day instead of getting shit done. 
bullshit. People shut up and they got shit done. There's nothing wrong with fucking having something bad happen to you, internalizing it the best you can, maybe speaking about it with someone close to you, but in general, just shutting the fuck up and getting on with it. Therapy is detrimental. And I'll tell you why. I'm going to prove it to you. I'm going to prove it to you once and for all. Robin Williams is my test case. So I often say depression isn't real. If you don't know that about me, you can watch my video on Tate Speech about my mind tricks on how to beat depression. Depression is a state of mind, and with an iron mind, you can destroy it. I teach people how to do this. But Robin Williams is the case people often come at me and say, well, if depression isn't real, why did Robin Williams kill himself? And that's a good, that's a pretty good argument. I mean, Robin Williams was famous. He was a millionaire. He didn't have to grow old gracefully. He could have had 19 year old girlfriends for the rest of his life and drove Lamborghinis and bungee jumped and do whatever the fuck he wanted. He was liked by everyone. No one disliked him. No negative attention, no negative media, nothing. So why does Robin Williams kill himself? Well, I'll tell you why. Therapy is why. Robin Williams did 12 years of therapy. For 12 years, not only was he taking mind altering antidepressant drugs, which is a video in and of itself, why I'll never do antidepressants. But on top of that, every single day he's sitting there with a fucking therapist. If you sit in front of someone all day, every day, and talk about all the bad things that have ever happened to you all day, every day, you're going to feel pissed off. Even I would want to jump off a fucking bridge if I spent 12 years talking to some dickhead about all the bad things that's happened in my life. It's detrimental. Sitting there crying about bad things is never going to help you. If you're the kind of person who feels like they need therapy, you need someone to talk to, to make me feel better. Do you know what you are? You're useless. Because in the harshest realities of this cold world, there are people in Syria whose entire families have been blown to fuck with a bomb from the sky who are still getting up every day, making fucking bread and selling it on the streets so they have enough money to buy a new pair of sandals sometime next year. Well, you're crying about fucking nothing with your first world bullshit to some dickhead therapist who probably does coke on the weekends. Another thing therapists do, you'll notice, they talk in riddles. They speak in riddles. Hmm, well, why do you think that is? The reason they speak in riddles is because they don't tell you anything. They ask you questions. Because if they ask you questions, they can never be wrong. If they tell you things, they're wrong. If you sit there and go X, Y, Z, and they go, oh, that's because of X, Y, Z, then you can say, no, it's not. Fucking moron. I'm out of here. But if you, if you go X, Y, Z, and they go, hmm, and how do you think X is related to Y? Then you talk for another 20 minutes. That's another hour burned. Burn that time up. Keep paying the fucking bills. They don't say anything of relevance or anything of merit because they can be used against them. They don't want anything used against them. They just want you to fucking sit and chat shit. It's garbage.